I'm going to do something rather different today. I'm going to combine the offering thought and the communion. And when you see what we're preaching about for our offering thought, you'll understand why I'm combining it with communion. Would you open your Bibles, please, to Psalms 126, verse 1, and Zechariah chapter 9, verse 2. For the next several, several, maybe several, several, several weeks, I'm going to be teaching you about the God who restores. Everybody say the God who restores. Say it again, please. Out in all the cars, say the God who restores. Now, we have lived through the last seven plus months together. Something that has never occurred in human history when the economies and nations of the world just locked down. Now, many who have walked through this, and to be perfectly blunt, you have saved more money than you've ever saved in your life. You've still been working your full-time job, either at the office or work from home. You don't have to buy new clothes because you just put on your house shorts and a nice top for when you have to do Zoom calls. You don't have to buy shoes. Uh, you don't have to eat out at the office every day. Um, you're not going to the shopping malls. You're not going to movies. Uh, you're not going to restaurants because they're all closed. You've been saving more money than you've ever saved. And everybody said, but for others among us, these have been the hardest months they have ever gone through. And please forgive me, this thing's not over yet. And when even the COVID is over, when you see the devastation that has occurred in our economy, it's not like the government can just say, okay, everybody thinks back to normal. Uh, it doesn't work like that. It will take us several years as a nation to recover economically from all of this. And they, these are facts that we just have to look at. Say, Pastor, I thought you had faith. I, I do have faith, but I also have enough faith to face the facts like Abraham did in the book of Romans. Now, looking at all of this, what I want to begin to teach you is that some of you have really been devastated by this thing. And you need to understand the God who is your father, the God whom you serve, will restore in Jesus' name. Now, there's two verses. I want you to put them in your cell phone opening screens, your computer opening screens, write it on your refrigerator door. In other words, keep these things in your mind in the days ahead. Psalms 126, verse 1. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, when God restored his people's fortunes, we were like those who dreamed. Everybody say, like those who dreamed. In other words, when God begins to restore what this season has destroyed, you and I are going to be so in awe at the speed, the size, the magnitude, what God does. We are going to be like, am I dreaming? Is all this really happening in my life? Is all this really happening in my family? Could all this happen so quickly and could all this happen so magnificently? So, so am I dreaming somebody pinch me and wake me up? That's what it's going to be like as God restores fortunes to your family. And everybody said? Now the other verse, kind of a fun one, Zechariah 9 verse 2. God says, return to your strongholds, O prisoners of hope. Oh, I like that. I'm not a prisoner of sin. 
I'm not a prisoner of poverty. I'm not a prisoner of failure. I'm a prisoner of hope. Everybody say, I'm a prisoner of hope. Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will restore to you double. Wow. God looks at his people and he calls them the strangest name, prisoners of hope. And then God declares to his people, I declare to you today that I will restore to you double. How much? Now you need to let that covenant of promise begin to fill your heart. Some of you that have walked through some really hard times. Some of you young people. We'll get more into that in a moment. Some of you young business people. You need to let that thing fill your heart. That God made a declaration. I will restore to you how much? Now, let's start today very simply. Why do we need restoration? Because of destruction. Because of what? Satan only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Now think with me to Job chapter 1 and Job chapter 2. Satan destroyed the family of Job and his children were living in sin so they opened them to, to this. I understand that. Job was blameless in all his ways but his, his kids were a mess. Everybody say family train wreck. His kids were a mess. To the fact that Job said, listen, I, I'm going to keep making these offerings of sacrifices to God because I don't know whether my children, when they were in this party getting drunk, may have cursed God. So his kids were a mess. His kids died. Then God, excuse me, then Satan took away the wealth of Job. And then Satan took away the health of Job. So Job lost his children. He lost his wealth and he lost his health. And all he had left was his wife. And all his wife could do was say is, curse God and die. No wonder the devil left her alone. She was helping him. I'll just leave that one alone. But now at some point you have to realize, God didn't do any of this. And Job was not reaping anything he sowed. God said Job was blameless in all his ways. Job was what? Now, his friends came along and kept trying to bring condemnation to him. We taught you all that in morning devotions. But God said Job was blameless in all his ways. But Satan completely destroyed everything in his life. Until you get to the end of the book. And then in Job 42, verse 10, And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job after he had prayed for his friends. And the Lord made Job twice, gave Job twice as much as he had before. Everybody say twice as much. God gave him twice as many children. God gave him twice as much wealth. God blessed Job with a double blessing. Everybody say, God restored. Now, sometimes in our lives, circumstances bring destruction. We do live in a fallen world. Everybody say, a fallen world. We live in a world that Satan is called the God of. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. But we do live here. In Joel chapter 2, verse 25 says, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, the cutter, Adibapa. Now notice what God said, I will restore the years. Now some of you young people listening to me at home right now, and please forgive me if I talk to the folks at home once in a while. Is that all right, everybody? They're part of us too. They're just not allowed out of the house yet. But some of you young people, you think this whole year has been stolen from me. And you think that your whole life is now going to be derailed because of this one lost year. 
And some of you young professionals, with all the mess in the economy, your, your career was moving forward, and now you think you've lost the speed, you've lost your momentum, you've lost the trajectory of your career. Excuse me. God not only restores fortunes, God not only restores health, God restores years. Everybody say, gives me back the years. All of this year that has been destroyed by COVID, God will restore the time. He'll give you efficiency. He will move you on a fast track to your career. Young people, you will fast track your education. You are not going to lose anything. God will restore the years. Deuteronomy 30 verse 3. Then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes. Ezekiel 16 verse 53. I will restore their fortunes. Psalms 14 verse 7, when the Lord restores the fortunes of his people, let Jacob rejoice. Jeremiah 33 verse 7, I will restore the fortunes of Judah and the fortunes of Israel and rebuild them as they were at first. So God will restore your fortunes. Everybody say, all the prosperity. Any loss that we have had in COVID-19, God will restore. Now please, don't get mad at me for saying this. But some people think the government can restore your fortunes. They, you, they cannot. It's like I was talking to one family, and this was at the beginning when we were telling lockdown and lockdown for three months. And I said, what are you doing to earn and provide for your family? Oh, nothing. Well, what are you doing? We're just waiting for the government to bring food by. And I said, please, with all due respect, nowhere in the Bible does it say that the government shall provide for your needs. God will provide. I didn't hear you. And some of you keep thinking that the government is going to fix all the economic problems in your life. It, it cannot. Now, you know, we're, we're grateful. The government has passed some new laws, and I don't, don't quote me on this because I just read through them very quickly, but the government is putting a halt to interest payments and principal payments so that the banks can't take away people's homes and cars and stuff right away on their loans. The government has mandated all credit card interest come down to 2% from, I think, 3.75 or 3.85%. All of these things are nice and they're helpful. But you have to understand, the government cannot restore what this thing has cost you. But God will. Everybody say, God will restore. You have to learn to look to God for restoration. So we have to pray. But not only will God give us restoration of our fortunes, He will restore our health. Jeremiah 30 verse 17 for I will restore health to you. Isaiah 38, verse 16. Oh, restore to me health and make me live. Psalms 41, verse 3. The Lord will sustain him on his sickbed, and in his illness you will restore him to full health. What kind of health? Now, some of our members have been through the COVID thing. And doctors have told them it will be years before your lungs are strong again. It will be years before you have your strength back. We don't know the long-term effects of this thing. Excuse me. I know the long-term effects of the promises of God. God said he would restore you to full health in Jesus' name. Some of you have been through heart problems. God will restore you to full health. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Some of you have been through stroke things. God will restore you to full health. Now, now, don't think that that's a strange promise. 
What is one of the names of God? Jehovah Rapha, the God that restores to original condition. Now you just need to recognize going through this thing doesn't mean your life has changed forever. It means that you just need God to touch you. Just one touch from God and he will restore you to full health. All right, so fortunes, time, family, health, God will restore. But you and I have to learn to make this a matter of prayer. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 9. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. Your restoration is what we pray for. What we what for? Psalms 80 verse 19. Restore to us, O Lord, God of hosts. Psalms 80 verse 7. Restore us, O God of hosts. Psalms 80 verse 3. Restore us, let your face shine. Psalms 126 verse 4. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams of the Negev. You have to learn that from this point forward, you need to begin to pray every single day in your devotions for restoration in Jesus' name. I, I didn't hear you. you. You cannot look at what was lost and say, Bahalana, I'll just try again. You cannot look at what was lost and just write it off and forget about it. God has not forgotten what he gave you. Satan took something that God gave you. Satan stole something that God gave you. Satan destroyed something that God gave you. And God has not forgotten. God says, turn to me and pray. Lord, we come and we say, restore. Restore us in Jesus' name. Every morning in your devotions, pray the prayer of restoration in Jesus' name. Amen? Would you stand with me, please, and take out your communion emblems? Now you understand why we combine this with communion today. Would you take out the bread? Ulita Natan, this bread. Bread. represents the body of my Savior that was hung on a tree for me. He bore the curse of the law that the blessings of Abraham and the covenants of promise would flow to my life. The punishment that brought me peace was upon him. I am not appointed under wrath. I do not live under the judgment of God. By what Jesus did. I stand in the grace of God. And I remember what Jesus did for me. And all the blessings that will flow to me. Because he hung on a tree for me. I remember this now. In Jesus' name. Let us partake of the bread together. Ulitanatan, this cup represents his blood that washed away all my sin. All my sin. I don't have a past anymore. The books of heaven were erased of all my sin. 
by the blood of Jesus. I'm not reaping what I sowed. I'm not, not reaping, reaping what, what I sowed. Any of this destruction that comes to my life is not from my Father. By the blood of Jesus, I am blameless in His sight. By the blood of Jesus, I have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My God is a blesser. My God is good to me. I remember what the blood of Jesus has done for me. Let us partake of the cup together.